Greetings, Quester, and welcome to Tiny Meeple's Big Talk with Matt and Richard. Now, as it's our uh, 20th episode of Tiny Meeple's Big Talk and the Medicine Meeple's podcast, uh, we were reminiscing a little bit. And one of the things that our audience might not realise is that Richard and I are only something like 11 days apart. I think it's 13, actually. 13 days yeah, apart, so yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Nearly it's a fortnight. less than two weeks. No, we're, we're British, so we like fortnights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're less than a fortnight apart in age. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were thinking about some of the programmes that we used to watch as kids. Mm-hmm. And it turned out a lot of them were very similar because of the <laughs> similar age gap. So things were pretty yeah. much on at the same time for us. I said um, you, you had... Uh, you had a, an older sister, didn't you? Things like that. I think that kind of changes dynamics, I think. I was the oldest kid. Yeah, but I wasn't watching TV with them. Yeah, I know, but it just changes things. I don't know. I had older cousins, and like, if I would go round to theirs, I'd be watching completely different stuff. But like mm. you say, yeah. I was just thinking like, it would be different channels in the house, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But it, it made us think about some of the uh, programmes. We thought we'd actually just have a little bit of a... a reminiscent Tiny Meeple's Big Talk. When we talk about shows yeah. that we used to watch as kids... And actually, some of these I've been watching recently because I've, I've I don't like a lot of the kids shows that are on now. And I watch some grown up programs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I've got kids, so the kids yeah. are watching stuff, and some of it is absolutely mind numbing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got some of the uh, programs that I used to like watching to show them. Right. And some of them, although I remember them fondly have not aged well, and others are still cool. I found that with Transformers. Yeah. I watched the Transformers movie when it came out on DVD, and uh, it's just terrible. It's like, there's such gaps between them saying things, hardly any sound effects. It's just weird. Well, the the old cartoons, I mean, particularly in the first series of of Transformers, the old um, show, which was from 1984, Mm -hmm. that... That season, that first season, was not good. Nah. Some of the later <laughs> ones weren't as bad, mm. but I still fondly remember them. But well, I loved the... Beast Wars when that was on, because that's like a spin-off, mm. and uh, had some quite crazy stories. It was like computer animated. Yeah. That was a good programme, but yeah. I think some <laughs> of the ones that um, I want to mention are going to be ones that a lot of people will be familiar with and probably like anyway. So, for mm. example, there was the uh, 1994 uh, series of... Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, um, with I the really cool guitar that was by Joe Perry from Aerosmith. I used to really like that. X-Men, the animated series. It started on there was one two. summer where that was on like every day, yeah. and uh, me and my it sister was a good watched summer. it. It was like uh, soap almost because <laughs> it's like it followed each one followed on for the last one, and that's what I loved about mm. these programs. They yeah. were very good, and they did mm. quite a few where they were like um, up to like the Dark Phoenix saga. There was like four episodes back to back, all part of oh, the same storyline. Yeah, I thought the whole series was ending at that point. Yeah, <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> I mean yeah, that was great. Um, and to be honest, I prefer that to the way it's been handled in the cinematic universe. It's yeah. um, it's been done well. Uh, well wacky I'm races. Just not as young as I was, I don't know. Oh, wacky races. I watched that. Yeah. And now here they are, the most daredevil group of daffy drivers to ever whirl their wheels in the wacky races, competing for the title of the world's wackiest racer. 
and uh, Mutley. Yeah, yeah, Dastardly and Mutley who are in the, in this Penelope pit stop and all the others. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That's yeah. one of the ones that actually looking at because I mean my kids love Spider Man and Spider and the X Men series. The Wacky Races is another one that's really stood the test of time. Mm. Even though, as I say, it was 1968, it's yeah. still fun to watch now. Well, Hanna-Barbera ones, generally, mm. they hold up quite well, which is one of the reasons why... I, like, it feels like we've already reminisced about all this when we watched Harvey Birdman. Yeah. Because, basically, <laughs> he was representing all these people in court. And it did hold up quite well, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't surprised that there was a lot of people from the 60s and 70s ended up in uh, court. I just didn't think it would be cartoon people. <laughs> no, that's it. Well, you can't imagine them having a lot of claim, like injury claims. Like, yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff they're having, bowling ball related <laughs> head, in, head injuries. Do you remember watching the Animaniacs? Yeah, loved the Animaniacs as well. Yeah, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Dot. Yeah, they lived in the water tower. Yeah, I loved the good. Animaniacs. Mm, uh, um, yeah, that's another one my kids have responded to really well. Yeah, um, they love particularly they love Wacko. Do they? Yeah, the Perrin loves. He Wacko. eats the big sandwiches, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, spinning off from that is one of my favourite cartoons, which was Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, because they started good. out as characters in the Animaniacs, didn't they? Well, that's where I basically would see them. They'd be mm. like, they'd be Animaniacs, and then Pinky and Brain would be like part of that. Yeah. And then Pinky got it at its own spin off. <laughs> also, wasn't Brain like Orson Welles or something? Yeah. <laughs> just had that voice. <laughs> it was brilliant. Mm. Um, do you remember Conan the Adventurer? Yeah, that is something I watched and didn't realise that it was a film or anything. Mm. To me, that was just a cartoon. And yeah, I used to watch that. And then when I found out it was a film with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I thought, what? <laughs> What's going on? Why is he Conan? <laughs> but because uh, the film was uh, Conan the Barbarian, wasn't it? The TV series was Conan the Adventure. Yeah, they made it a bit more um, palatable to yeah. kids there. But another thing that I watched the cartoon first of was Bill and Ted. I used to right. watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, where they, obviously they went to a different time and place each time, and Rufus was already in it, mm. was always in it, and uh, yeah, I really liked that. And then obviously years later, find out that's a film as well. I mean, <laughs> that's good. And uh, yeah, I like I like the Bill and Ted films, but mm. yeah, the Bill and Ted cartoons were good. Um, but no, going back to Conan, I loved the. There's a few of the uh, cartoons that I remember as a kid. Absolutely loving the music for. Mm-hmm. Back in the nineties, some of the kids shows had awesome music. So well, I say, without fear, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. I still remember that. He's more now. powerful than any man <laughs> in all the land and sea. That was. I can't remember any any of the adventures that actually happened, but I really remember that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, don't you remember it, um, fighting the lizard men and sending them back to another dimension? 
well, it seems like every episode was that. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I love the the Conan soundtrack, and even when I put it on to show um, my boy Perrin, mm. uh, he loved the music as well. So that was good. So we were singing that together. You have your inner child, and also Perrin. To yeah, show these things too. I mean, I just have to think about these things. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is one. This is one of the great things about having um, having a kid. Now, whether it was a boy or girl, it wouldn't have made any difference. I'd still want to show them, uh, you know, the, the shows I watched as a kid and the toys well, I played. Yeah, my sister watched all the same stuff as me. Yeah, um, but having a kid means that you can you can do that, and uh, it's acceptable then to do that as well. You I don't know about just sitting, sitting at no, home watching no, no. Ca- cartoons. It seems like indoctrination to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Biker Mice from Mars. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Biker Mice from Mars. I did watch that and it was kind of okay. But I was kind of waiting. I kind of wanted other stuff to be on at the time. Mm. But I ended up watching that quite a lot. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And uh, that, that used to be on when the X-Men weren't on. Yeah, I think that's why, I, that's why I was angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, bring, bring back, back the X-Men! Yeah. But I, I did remember, prefer the X-Men to Biker Mice from Mars, but the Biker Mice from Mars were cool. I remember the one called Vinny was cool. Yeah, Vinny was my favourite. Mm. Um, I was talking to you about this the other day. There was a show I used to watch called Botsmaster, or The Botsmaster. I'm Zip Zoolander. ZZ for short, you know I fight the corp. I'm the Botsmaster. Listen up, you all. You're the boys brigade. When it's laser time, put on the 3D shade. Laser time, boys! Yeah, you've mentioned that before, and it's something that... Seems like there's something about it on the edge of my consciousness, mm. but I, I can't. I don't can't let's, say. I let's see it. if I can jog that memory. Uh, Ziv Zoolander. Do you remember him? He was the main what, character. Blue Magnum. No, I can't, <laughs> no, I can't remember him. No. It was this. The story behind uh, the Bots Master was that um, there was the corporation, and Ziv Zoolander and his bots, uh, which he used to call the Boys Brigade. <laughs> which was which was an acronym, um, uh, and I can't re- remember what the acronym boys for boys. Yeah, That's a flipping B- long B-O-Y-Z-Z. acronym. B O Y Z Z. Bots oh. of uh, young Ziv Zoolander. Bots? No, it wasn't Ziv Zoolander. Boys of young uh, something. Yeah, but it was it was something to, to do with the way the, the, the with the programming. It was a reference to the right. uh, r- robotics. But yeah, and mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, the, these 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 bots didn't come close to Mac and Cheese. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, but some of them were really cool. So there were some that were designed to like be engineers, be scientists, that were really brainy and, right. and made vehicles and stuff. There okay. was one, uh, the doctor called Watson, uh, mm-hmm. who used to. Uh, he was kind of like an, he was the doctor, but he was also an engineer. So he'd like uh, help make repairs to the bots He's and just the also do, clever guy. be the medical guy for the uh, for the humans in the show. Right. Um, but my favourite character in there was called Ninjas. Ninjas. N- what, plural? N i n j z z. Oh, okay. Does everything have to have ZZ on it? Uh, there's a lot of Zs in this show. <laughs> okay. uh, but he, he was the first of the boys' brigade to be built specifically for combat. So he had like all. all he was programmed with the memories of loads of martial artists. Right. Um, okay, Mr. Miyagi. And he was in the as as they'd go through in the intro and in the credits music, all the different uh, bots 
and what they do uh, and what they and what they do basically that reminds and, and me of like Donatello does machines <laughs> so for him it was what was it my name is ninjas the battle hinges on how I use my sword and how it singes my name is ninjas the battle hinges on how I use my sword and how it singes oh, right. well he knows lots of zeds he knows what he does then. he knows what he does mm. um, but yeah so the, Ziv Zoolander basically made these bots to help him fight against this evil corporation mm-hmm. but uh, most of them weren't combat based so there was like several construction bots uh, who were adapted to ha- were able to do combat stuff uh, right. there was the sports bots right. so like there was one guy and it was all sort of like almost tennis ball type projectile type things sure, that was, must one, be against the rules. one that was like a golfer Right. Uh, who, <laughs> and, is he also uh, a doctor bot <laughs> there, was, uh, yeah, there was one that was like a, a, a base, went around with a baseball so he'd bat so he'd um, be batting these balls explosive balls at people right. and uh, there was one with a tennis racket and stuff like that so mm. yeah so they weren't really like combat orientated bots in their design they were all sort of feed after different things <laughs> yeah. but yeah so um but there, it was really, really fun. One of the things that was quite rare for this, because mm. this was a 1993 program, was um, that it had segments of it in 3D. Right. But you didn't... Uh, so when they sold the action figures for the show, then. Yeah. then you got these 3D glasses with it. <laughs> but you could still... It was the way that the uh, recording was done. If you put the glasses glasses on you got this kind of 3d look to the as you're cool. watching the tv but yeah. you could still watch the tv and see it all without the glasses right um so there was there was always a cue in the show to put your, to glasses. Put your glasses on and it was when ziv Zoolander at like at the start it'd always be at the start of a battle right so ziv Zoolander would shout it's laser time boys <laughs> and that's when you need to put the 3d glasses on right and when ziv said it's game over you take them you off. You take them off. <laughs> okay, right. But it was like a really unique thing back in the early 90s to have something unique. 3D in your own yeah, home. They did something really like 40 odd episodes, I think. Mm. So that was fun. Uh, Bucky O'Hare, you remember Bucky? Yes, I remember Captain watching Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare! Bucky! Bucky O'Hare! Let's croak us some toes! Another thing where I remember the, the tune more. Yeah, in the actual program. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go croak some toads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had toads in it. No, that kind of overlaps for me a little bit with Danger Mouse, which I know is another one we were talking about. Yeah, just the fact that there's Baron Greenback. So I always think of toads as being evil. <laughs> <laughs> there was about ten years. Danger Mouse came out ten years before. Uh, Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. But me and Ryan used to, when we were, we were kids, we used to watch Bucky O'Hare and we were we were mad on it. We used to s- sing the theme tune and everything. But again, like you say, the, the, some of the music for these shows was so good that you still remember them, even yeah. though some of the episode details were a bit foggy. Yeah, well, our brains were forming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw these things like every day or every week. So yeah. But it was it was great watching these shows. And I say, mm. Bucky O'Hare, I, just, I love the theme music. I mean, I got the program for uh, for Perrin to watch. I got managed to get a DVD with like, all, all the episodes on and uh, he liked it as well. Because when he's under your roof he'll watch what he <laughs> yeah. wants him to watch. <laughs> hey, I don't give, I don't force him to watch any no, of these. Sorry. I just give no. him the option. Yeah. Um, not everything's held up that well though. I spent mm. ages trying to track down this program I watched as a kid called The Telebugs. <laughs> And I remember having this video with the telebugs on. I think it was like 1986 mm-hmm. uh, that it was originally out. Um, and it was kind of like you got the three characters. There was like a red one, a yellow one, and a white one. 
and they had TVs set for heads. Right. And they were uh, little superheroes, so they'd fly out and, and uh, be battling this villain. And it does not age well. <laughs> A lot of things aged well. That did not. Who thought was... bugs with TVs for heads wouldn't <laughs> age well? <laughs> it looked terrible. I mean, it would be a lot more interesting nowadays if they had massive flat screens. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that didn't age well. There was a and d series from the early 80s as well that I quite liked. Like a cartoon yeah, series. Yeah, I, I kids think went, I remember seeing these kids, It started off with these kids went on this ride mm-hmm. at, at a fairground. And as the ride set off, it transported them into this uh, fantasy world Yeah, I think I've seen adventure. clips of that. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And they kind of become different things, don't they? They become like different there. classes and things like that. They basically get a character sheet when they yeah. go in there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Um, Banana Man was another one that I, I quite liked that, as a kid. Yeah. When eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. That, that's old, isn't it? <laughs> and I remember, I'm pretty sure this was just propaganda to make us eat bananas, because after I started watching that programme as a kid, I was constantly wanting to eat fresh fruit and veg and hoping yeah, to turn into banana yeah, well, you were so potassium deficient young, before that. I mean, young <laughs> Eric it was the main character. Young Eric, yeah. That was his name. Yeah, then he eats the banana and becomes Banana Man. <laughs> no, the thing that used to, I used to think this even as a kid, he had his secret identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was Eric, he ate the banana and became Banana Man. But people always used to phone him on the phone to ask for help. Yeah. And I don't think it was all that secret. Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to give you away for it sure. Is. If you got, I mean, it's not so bad in mobile phones, but landlines. <laughs> and it's also weird for people to get their powers from just a, a normal food into it as well. Yeah. It's like with Popeye and his spinach. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I quite like spinach, especially like sagaloo stuff like that. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm not strong. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll eat most foods if it's in a curry. Um, yeah. But yeah, have it. I used to eat spinach and think this is this is a big lie. Popeyes it's deceived like, me. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like it makes your muscles go out straight away, <laughs> like kids. And it's mostly forearm, yeah. <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> which was yeah, it was questionable. Uh, <laughs> do you remember a show called The Tick? I do kind of remember that. Yeah, I can't remember much like about a it. Big blue superhero. Mm. That was that was fun. Yeah, that, that was uh, fun. and I think that's got a bit of a cult status these days. Yeah, a lot of things do. So, yeah. yeah. Um, another one I quite liked, and again was quite popular, so you probably remember this was Thundercats. Yeah, now that's a weird thing because I don't remember seeing the TV program very much, but I had some toys of it. Mm. And. Uh, particularly the sword mm. I'd like the sword that had the Thundercats logo which I think on the programme was meant to like shine into the mm. sky for me it just lit up and I used to like why isn't this going on the clouds but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved that sword so. it was cool mm. it was cool um, what about Captain Planet yeah, oh, that taught me a lot about not polluting the environment and stuff like that <laughs> that was really good and the baddies and that as well I think I've heard it mentioned kind of in in I think it's in Isaac Arthur's mm. videos where he's talking about like if aliens visited they might hate us for ruining the environment but he's saying like it'd be a special kind of jerk to like punish us for not looking after the environment instead of telling us how to do it better um, because like people generally don't want to ruin the environment unless you're mm. a bad guy from Captain Planet yeah. which is like they're just like yeah I'm gonna pollute the planet. <laughs> 
I remember that being a bizarre Pokemon because like all the teenagers had those rings, didn't mm. they? It was like was it was Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, Heart. Yeah, I thought Heart. He got the wrong end of the stick. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, uh, be, be kind of there, all hoping to get the firing. Really, <laughs> yeah, and he has Heart. <laughs> Who the hell knows what that did? Um, but yeah, um, and then they put them all together and they make Captain Planet. So he like only exists. He's it only exists when all those rings go together or something. Like, it's the like the time is it, just not there. It's like, you know if you've got a friend and they only bother to give you a call when they need help? That's when, when they're moving house or something. Yeah. Those kids were that friend. Mm. They, they never they never just invited Captain Planet around for yeah. tea, did they? Yeah. It was only, you know, there's a, this forest's about to be destroyed. Yeah. You know, move this oil from, from the North Sea. Something like that. <laughs> like, move your own oil. <laughs> yeah, Stop <that's> calling. <laughs> Why Captain Planet didn't just move on? Mm. I don't know. Well, he had to bring pollution down to zero, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a uh, robot chicken sketch of Captain Planet. Mm. <laughs> it's quite different to the cartoon I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of the things I found out recently, um, I didn't connect it before, one of the voice actors in Captain Planet was LeVar Burton. Was it? Jordi LaForge. <laughs> yeah, he's good at voice work. He's, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, there was a computer game of it as well, I know, because my friend, uh, I think he's got a... He's got a YouTube channel called Gaming Across the Years, but like he's done the whole of the playing the Captain Planet game, mm. and it's his commentary of it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, one I've been uh, one I remember really liking, and I've uh, it's funny enough it was there was a film based on it as well, not based on the the cartoon. Um, the film came later, but both come from like a I think it was a 1930s American comic strip, right. uh, Prince Valiant. I Voice so strong and clear. And where the truth lies, I will follow my eyes into the sun. The Legend yeah, of Prince Valiant. I don't Do you remember, remember that, one? that one. No. Uh, it's basically the story is is that right at the beginning of the series, uh, the show starts with Prince Valiant and his family. Uh, they they're the ruling family of. Uh, Thule, it's called this this small like right. nation, and um, they this guy comes in, conquers the kingdom, Sinan or something. I think his name was. Right. He and uh, exiles uh, Valiant and his family. Mm-hmm. So Valiant decides he has this dream uh, about Camelot, mm-hmm. and he thinks he's gonna he wants to go and become a knight of the Round Table. Um, and fight for justice alongside King Arthur. So he sets off, and on his on his way, he ends up um, encountering a couple of people that I wouldn't I wouldn't call them followers. They're, they're his friends, but they right. do sort of follow his lead. Okay. One was uh, like a woodsman called Arn, mm-hmm. and the other one was a blacksmith's daughter called Rowan, who is awesome with a bow and arrow. And she decides she wants to be the first female knight of the round table this is kind of ringing a bell now actually i so, kind of remember arn so they go you, you can't forget arn arn's brilliant <laughs> uh so they go they, they go off and a lot of the shows are to do with them so for example arn because of his own insecurities about his because uh, he's not an educated man he's a peasant right. um he's, he's very good as a woodsman and he's a very loyal friend uh but he's constantly doubting himself because he hasn't got the education or noble birth that the others have got right so, you know, it's it's quite interesting. It was uh, there ended up being a bit of a love triangle as well going off because mm. both Valiant and um, Arn were in love with Rowan, and she just thought of them both as friends. So. Well, 
<laughs> it, it's a woman who's there, so yeah. I can understand their situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I really loved Prince Valiant. Now, in a few years after I remember the cartoon coming out, there was a, a live-action film <laughs> called I Valiant, that. <laughs> um, and it, it didn't. Re- it wasn't following the story of these particularly. I mean, it was a young a young kid who wants to be. Again, a knight and everything. Uh, I remember Catherine Heigl playing the love interest in that. Mm-hmm. It was, and I really liked that film when it when it came out in the nineties. Um, but it it really was separate to the yeah, it's not really to the that. cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, that was good. And then there was uh, Iron Man. I didn't see that. I'm and it was interesting because it's got some of the other characters like War Machine and and Hawkeye. But it's about Iron Man and his own team, Forceworks. Yeah, I didn't really know much about Iron Man until the films. I don't think most people did, to be fair. No. I mean, I wasn't Robert Downey Jr. put Iron Man on the map. He did, really. He did. Yeah. And it was a gamble, and it paid off. And he and he portrays that character perfectly. Mm. Um, and he, I, I think he must be familiar with the Iron Man from the, uh, from the cartoon, because he, he did a very good representation of that character as well. Yeah. He portrays a lot of that character's elements brings it to to life but yeah i really like the iron man cartoon because it this wasn't the first series because there was an old iron man cartoon right years yeah. before mm-hmm. uh with like the 60s 70s style iron man but yeah the 90s iron man was very good <laughs> um sailor oh, moon I've, I've seen clips of the 70s iron man i'm just remembering that now yeah. it looked, it looked <laughs> it was, bad <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll admit i've got that on dvd but it was not a bright time for marvel <laughs> the dvd's got stink lines coming up yeah. <laughs> but at the same time i sometimes if it i sometimes think to myself if it wasn't for those like stinky shows from like the <laughs> 60s and 70s yeah. would we have the marvel universe and everything that we have now but then on the same time, looking at how much some of the old stuff wasn't good, like the old um, Luferino Hulk shows, yeah. you kind of think, well, it was that bad. How did they get them to make another yeah, one? <laughs> yeah, how did it not ruin it? <laughs> what about no. Sailor Moon? Do you remember Moon. that? No, I didn't watch that. No, the first Japanese thing I really that I know was Japanese was um, um, me and my sister watched Pokemon a lot oh, right, when, yeah. that, when that was out because like all the all of the kids at the playground all had the cards and everything and it was yeah. just so so fun that they were kind of collecting these things mm. and we hadn't hadn't really seen that kind of. I mean, it's like an introduction to anime, basically, mm. into when you were a kid. So that was that was really interesting. Then we were really angry with Digimon for being a like a rip a off, blatant rip off. <laughs> yeah. But then that ends up being quite good because they were different. They, they ended up some of them were massive, like mm. that big cactus that was like over the whole city. So yeah, so that was that. But I didn't see Sailor Moon. You've mentioned it to me more recently, and I have watched some now, mm. uh, but I didn't watch it as a kid. No, because the I mean the American ones, which are the ones that we all got to see. Mm. Um, were compared to the Japanese ones that were broadcast, a lot more tame. Oh, were they? Yeah, a lot more tame than the Japanese ones. Right. Um, they had things in there that the they wouldn't put in the American show. What you committed, Harry Curry? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, Usagi was the girl in there that becomes Sailor Moon. It was a yeah. very good good show and a good introduction to anime. If you, uh, it's kind of like I've got no, I kind of. If I had daughters, I would have shown them 
uh, Sailor Moon, but I haven't, so Perrin gets to watch it with me. So, but he loves—he does love Sailor Moon. He does love Sailor Moon. I don't know. Um, another show that I watched, and I spent years trying to remember this because there was bits of this program that I remember, but only from like a couple of very specific episodes, mm-hmm. and it took me years to track this down because I really wanted to show my kid and it wasn't like an animation uh, like uh, all the other things we've talked about it's a programme called Gumdrop and Channel 4 commissioned uh, a load of of these episodes and they were only five minutes a piece back in 1994 the books that they were based on were written in the 1970s by this uh, writer and illustrator called Val Biro Mm -hmm. Um, and Gumdrop is the car it, the, the illustrator actually had the gumdrop car right, that was, okay. the, the books are about so he was writing about his own car in all these different um, different scenarios but Channel 4 when they commissioned these instead of having them animated they used the original illustrations that he'd drawn for his books mm-hmm. and so you had like a, a camera that would uh, be on, on the picture and it, the camera would just move across to a different part of the scene Filming, um, reading a book, yeah. and well, it's of this massive illustration, and it would like zoom in, zoom out on different parts. So it wasn't like a single picture; uh, it was moving around, and then it would move on to the next picture and do the same thing. And the narrator for it was Nigel Planer, who, when I was, I finally figured out which show it was and started showing my kid. I realised was the narrator for a lot of the. Um, Terry Pratchett books, the Gars Gars books. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of I've been watching this like charming cartoon, and I keep thinking Nobby Nobs. Mm. <laughs> but it's like it's the artwork for it, the illustrations for it are so charming. It was just, although it is very much a, a kid show, it's not like these other shows. It was still really nice to watch them with my own little boy and see how much he liked it. But the the yeah. cre- a lot of these programs we're talking about how good the music was with this it was shockingly bad <laughs> not just bad shockingly bad right. um, but yeah they were just really charming little five minute episodes of the of the books right because you were on WhatsApp trying to see if we all remembered it. Yeah, I... Nobody else did. I'd been trying to remember it on and off for years. It. I mean, it's an old Austin Heavy, so it's a lovely, like, 1920s mm. car, um, which is still being used to uh, different shows and stuff now, um, for, for car shows. But, yeah, I, I'd been trying to remember the name of this programme for years, and eventually it was getting me so wound up that I started asking people, Do you, <laughs> can you remember anything about this mm. show? And then I managed to track it, track it down... Um, without any help, so you know, there's, help. There's, 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 there's 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 time put to good use. Mm. Um, Power Rangers, yeah, what's that? I remember really liking it and wanted to be a Power Ranger, and I... me and my friends used to pretend it was morphing time. Yeah, I never <laughs> knew what morphing was. We used to talk about morphing as if it was an actual thing. Uh, I don't know if it's a noun or a verb, but <laughs> I really liked the Zords. Um, they were like basically robot the dinosaurs, robots, yeah. so that was really cool. And then they could like combine to become a Megazord, mm. so that always seems really cool. See, robots good, dinosaurs good. Mm. You know, there's nothing there not to like. Um, yeah, one of the things I always make the monster grow. <laughs> <laughs> that was but crazy. I really like that show. I mean, I've learned more about the program in more recent years, and rewatching some of the, them with my my own boys because my boys love the Power Rangers. You can watch stuff again. I, 
couldn't believe how cheesy it was. Oh, I can. It had not aged well. I, mean, I even thought it was all. cheesy. No, I thought it was definitely cheesy at the time, but I loved mm. the robot dinosaurs so yeah. much. But it's like, why do they have to like move around so much? Well, obviously now I know that... Like, they got the whole faces covered. Yeah. If they don't like over remote everything, then they're <laughs> well, not acting. Really, enough, so. That's not the that's not the only thing because mm. um, the the original Japanese program w- was aired before the American Stop one. Googling stuff. Okay. Just and watch the program. Uh, it turns out that whenever we were watching those shows and it cut to a fight scene, mm-hmm. that was the same as the Japanese fight scene. Basically, when you couldn't see the actors. <laughs> They were the Jap- it was the Japanese footage, oh. so that um, to save on costs, <laughs> they all they all got they've all got different builds. No, when I realised that, when I found that out, I was kind of like thinking, I want to now go back and rewatch that and just look for little inaccuracies in high end stuff like that. You really need stuff to do, man. I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I started this podcast, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Look where that's led us, Richard. Yeah, Uh, so the other one, Reboot. Reboot. I loved Reboot, and uh, still do, it turns out, because we watched some the other day, (laughs) and that's the time when... Well, I didn't make And my kids weren't kids even particularly it. involved in that, but they did come and no. watch it with us, didn't no, they? No, Carol, my sister was here, and we always used to watch it. We particularly liked an episode called Firewall, mm. where it's kind of got a James Bond-type intro, which was just bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I watched that a few times when I was a kid, and uh, I still enjoyed it. They ripped off so many things in that episode as well, Definitely. didn't they? Definitely. It was like, it had Toy Story, Micro Machines, James Bond, and yeah, um, but it was so... It was pretty dark for a kids' program. Mm. Um, the way they would be sometimes oppressed by the bad guy Megabyte and like all the people living in fear and mm. wants to have a, a revolution and stuff like that. And he was he imprisoned his own sister Hexadecimal mm. and was like, and she went insane and <laughs> in imprisonment. He was using her power. Mm. I mean that, and and, and it, was, it does look old. It does look old now. But I, I think the thing it. that dates it more than anything is the fact that it was like that computer three D mm. animation, which um, was amazing at the time. I just couldn't believe it at the yeah. time. But now it, it just looks. It looks like an old game. It looks yeah. like like one of these games that you get for ninety nine p now on a disc. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But then um, it's meant to be old games. It's it's set in a computer. So. My favorite characters in that were Mouse and Dot Matrix. Mouse and Dot Matrix are good. I I liked it when it skipped ahead and. Uh, Enzo was became Ma- Matrix mm. and Andrea was really cool as well and he was being like a, a tough action hero <laughs> out on the internet trying to find Bob. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Everyone finds Bob on the internet these days. Um, oh! But, <laughs> and just finally, um, Nightmare. Now, this Mm. is something, now, we've got a lot of people in our audience aren't from Britain, and I found out this is very much a British thing. A lot of these shows we're talking about, people outside of the UK are going to know. You have to be British and our exact age (laughs) (laughs) to know what this is. But Nightmare was amazing. Okay, so picture this. It's the early 90s. Uh, Just come home from school. You come home from school, you put the TV on, and you... Goes to a castle. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a man called uh, Treeguard. He's like the keeper of the castle. He's like the, the game's host, really, isn't mm. it? But it's very much all role played. Uh, there's three kids with him sat f- 
sat watching this screen, which you can't see, but obviously they can. They've got their pad and pencils. Okay, cut to another room. Okay, the pad and pencils are overkill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously some of them just weren't using it. Okay, cut to cut to another room, right? And you've got a kid with a helmet on, so he's completely blinded and can't see. And this doesn't go to CPS. What the hell were we watching? <laughs> <laughs> right. But this kid is put into a virtual reality scenario. Okay, mm-hmm. so again, you've got all this computer-generated VR go- coming up. Which the kid can't see. Which the kid can't see because he's, he's blinded by this gimp helmet. And <laughs> the audience can see it and those kids can <laughs> the see The audience can see it, but they have questions about the helmet. Um, <laughs> it's like a Viking helmet that goes all the way over your face. With like horns it. coming up on it and that, this visor, which mm. is kind of pointless because he can't actually see anything. Yeah, it's a um, visor that's not a whole... So he's going into these rooms where he's going to meet people that are going to ha- have riddles for him, mm-hmm. um, th- things, uh, dangers that he's got to overcome. It might be that he's got to walk around in a particular pattern to get through the, without falling into a chasm. Uh, sometimes there was a bomb with a fuse that was going down. If he took too long, he'd have to. It, 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 it'd be killed, wouldn't he? Well, not not the actual kid, but in the game, it'd be killed. I wasn't too sure when I was watching <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, they show the kid at the end, that oh, actually is okay, or yeah. he or she, and um, but yeah, it wasn't convincing. But it, it says a lot for a British TV show that they had to show that the kid was okay, wasn't it? I mean, I wanted to be holding today's newspaper and yeah. saying they were okay. <laughs> but, um, oh, they'd, they'd meet different characters in there, so sometimes it'd be like a little combat, some people would be trying to help him, some people would be an enemy, so he'd have to find some way to over- not necessarily to overcome them physically, but it was have some sort of it, riddle to overcome, or occasionally yeah. he'd find like a device or something he could use to entrap somebody. Otherwise, so he could get uh, by them and objects on the table. He could take a few, but you can only take three. Was it? Sometimes I think it was. It was more you could take whatever you want, but whatever you had did, did take. Uh, some things were going to help you. Some things were going to harm you. So, you like, decide. you'd have to, you maybe would take some provisions. So, there'd be like some cheese and an apple or something. So, he'd put that into his little satchel. Uh, and and there might be a health. key there, for example, that mm. he might need, he may or may not lead late, later to on his quest. Uh, and it was just, it was like an RPG, wasn't it, for the, yeah. for those kids? And you were the watching friends them. were guiding them. They were like saying, take two steps forward, then two, turn to your right, yeah. and stuff like that. Because yeah. obviously, they were seeing the same thing that we were seeing at home of the, of the kid in this VR environment. And, I still say this, not, not only was it a hugely entertaining show that was so much fun and got to that inner gamer, mm. but technologically, what they managed to do with the tech of that time to put that kind of VR show on, there's yeah. nothing like that now. Yeah. And um, we're talking like thirty, the technology of 30 years ago. Th- Come on, people. Is it 30 years ago? <laughs> it's coming up there, because it was late 80s it started, wasn't it? The was it? nightmare. I, w- I was thinking of um, doing this on Windows 95 computers, yeah. but obviously they were doing it on like green screen stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they it's didn't like, even have that paperclip to help them. It looked good. It didn't just... Didn't, yeah, it, it, did it, it actually good, looked yeah. good. It didn't just look like some computer-generated fakery. They managed the, to make um, it look good. And everything was... Where there was real people, they, were, you know, they used them, and it was role-played and everything was out there. Yeah, I like that there was that woman in the cave who was like... She'd give people riddles, wouldn't yeah, she? Yeah, and she hated... What was the guy's name? Treegard. Yeah, she hated Treegard, and they took him to go away. I always kind of thought that they'd had some sort of a lover's tiff at some point. Yeah, that's, his, <laughs> that's the cave of the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Always then, be wary of the cave of the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and then there was... Um, 
there was that a giant in one of the rooms, yeah. and sometimes there would be a wall. Now the walls were the ones that scared me. It was like yeah, because it would a have face a face come out. It would ask them riddles. Basically, if you got all three wrong, then it ate you. Yeah, and I found that really scary. I think it, if you got two of them right, you were you were okay, and if you got three wrong, the wall would eat you. Yeah, if you got all of them right, then you not only get to get past, but it also give you a clue about yeah. what's going to turn. Now this stuff is all one shot. You, it's like a computer game where you only have one life, mm. and then basically you all have to go home. So it's yeah. like if this person. If they die, die, then they um, it's not only they lose, but all their three friends have to go home as well. But they, they deserve to go home because they've been telling you the wrong things yeah, to do. they're the ones guiding um, you. I mean, with with that show, I mean, one of the things that was great about it was that sometimes you'd have the same team for three or four episodes because a team might be doing really, really well, so you'd yeah. have to keep bringing them back. Other teams, they'd, they'd lose on the first room. Mm. For, within the first couple of rooms, they'd be dead. They would, yeah. Um... But they kind of arranged it so that... Well, each episode was like 20 minutes, and then at the end of that, then it goes on to the next episode, and we just carry on. I thought that was a really good aspect of it, yeah. They've been doing some live stage shows as well, haven't they? Because there was one yeah, uh, we, wanna go, we wanted to go to at the expo, but they were sold out. And We're going to go this time. We're going to go next time. In June. I, as a kid, I so wanted to be on that show. I really wanted to play that game because it was just <laughs> brilliant. Too. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Hugo Meyer, uh, the, the tree guard from the show, as far as I'm aware, he's st- still um, t- taking part in the live action ones as well. Well, he just can't stop. I mean, yeah. if they were, <laughs> if, even if this wasn't a program, he would have been doing that for the ages. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was, by all accounts, he's a great guy, so hopefully we'll get to hmm. see that one day. But yeah. If you aren't from the UK, you probably have no idea what we're talking about if you weren't a kid in the UK at that time. Mm. Um, so if yeah, not, let us know what go you had. check it out and tell us what you think about that. But as Richard says, tell us what you used to watch because I guarantee that you probably had things to watch that we didn't. I bet there was some cool American stuff going on. So let us know what, what, we, what we missed out on and mm. go, go check out Nightmare. Yeah, definitely. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Meddlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp. Sharp.